You found your way back to Making Sense of Pets, the podcast. We're your hosts, veterinary technicians Angela Ilya, Ryan Frazier, and I'm Becky Mosser. And today's conversation is, well, kind of down and dirty, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope your litter box is not down and dirty. We're talking about litter boxes, people. We should be talking about clean and sparkly fresh. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but is are, are most of them down and down and dirty, or are most of them clean? And I mean, it's a fresh? toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what so, I know is yes. I've watched enough Jackson Galaxy videos to know that there are people out there who think a once a week litter box cleaning is sufficient. No, 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 no. Well, I hope they're tuning in today. <laughs> No, litter box is the whole reason why I don't You're going to learn today. Mm-hmm. Karen, write this down. <laughs> so, all right, where do we start with litter boxes? Because I know for me, this is a this is a pretty hot topic. Um, one of the number one reasons pets are submitted, submitted? Pets are surrendered <laughs> to uh, shelters or turned outside or, you know, adoptions, quote unquote, don't work out, is behavioral issues and litter box issues. And I think that they're mostly hand in hand. I also think that a lot of the times we see cats come into um, to the practices, a lot of litter, ba- litter box issues. Yeah, I think that a lot of people kind of question whether or not it's actually important. Um, I think that many people just kind of go to the store or go these days online and kind of just shop around, hit click, it sends, you know, a random litter box to the house that has pretty good reviews. And they're surprised that the cat kind of just doesn't automatically kind of take to it or do its thing so you know litter boxes and even the type of litter the location basically everything about your litter box can be directly um, interwoven with your cat's urinary health which uh, you know really affects their quality of life and actually their uh, the length of time they can be with you as a pet and their lifespan so it's actually like a super important topic that doesn't always come up all the time yeah I think you said that really eloquently Okay, so then tell me why. Why does it matter? Like, why is all of that so important, and how is it directly tied? Like, where's those connections? Well, first of all, my cats are – I'm so lucky because my cats are rare. They don't care, like, what kind of litter we have. Like, if we trade brands, if it's, like, clumpy. They literally don't care. That is a rarity. So um, I think that, you know, directly related to your cat's health um, is – the idea that Ryan was talking about when your cat doesn't like the litter box or if the litter box is, you know, not scooped enough or whatever, you can create a bacterial kind of hotbed in there, which can cause things like um, cystitis or urinary tract infections or UTIs. Um, It can also just create bad behavior and inconvenient behavior around your house where the cat doesn't feel comfortable using that litter box. So it goes on your carpeting, it goes in your shoe, it goes in the closet. So these are kind of things that can be frustrating for you as a cat uh, owner and can create a lot of tension in your household all over like the simplest thing like where your litter box is what kind of litter box you have and what type of litter is in it I like the analogy if you think about it um, like with the smell of some of the litters you think about how often you love going into a porta potty to go to the bathroom like it reeks it's small all of that so I think that you can take take that into consideration when you are getting some litter or a litter box i love that analogy i think one of the biggest problems we have like with litter boxes is the difference of opinions right cats see this as like a resource of course so this is 
a very important thing in their life, and we see it as kind of a nuisance. In fact, um, I know a lot of people who say, oh, I'd totally have a cat if it wasn't for litter boxes. Litter boxes are gross. So we have a tendency to want to have a small, covered, um, not stinky, hidden out in some corner of the house where no one will even know that we have cats or litter boxes in our house. And it's actually really counterintuitive for the cats in the house who want the litter box to be uh, not perfumey, right? They want it to be open and they want it to be actually be in parts of the home where the family are, right? Because they want to be around the family and using a litter box as part of their everyday life. So I think we have these really counterintuitive feelings around litter boxes compared to our cats. And so I think this conversation today is incredibly important and you two have just really laid it out exactly why, right? Because we can create health issues and we can create emotional issues with our cats if we aren't facilitating, you know, healthy, happy environment around their litter box. So one of the first questions I want to ask, I guess I'll I'll pose it to you, Ryan, is the number of litter boxes. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients like with five cats that tell me they have like two litter boxes. (laughs) How many litter boxes should we have? Yeah, I hear often that when there's a cat coming in with behavioral issues with urine, um, with urinary issues too, that they have one litter box in the basement of the house um, for five cats. And that's horrible. I think a good rule of thumb is to have one litter box for each cat and then plus one. Yep. And on every floor of your house, right? Like we actually exactly. should have litter boxes available on every level that we're participating in the household. It, I'm not going to lie. That's one area that I slack. I have a litter box for each cat in my house, but I don't have that plus one and on the variable levels. Um, but I was just talking with Tabitha Kusera on um, our Base Paws Cats and Coffee about senior kitties and litter boxes. It's like another time that we really have to be thinking about our litter boxes because we don't want to make our senior kitties be going up. And, like, how would you feel if you had to go up and down stairs every single time you had to use the bathroom in a day? Like, you would eventually just be like, well, f- I'm putting a bathroom in downstairs on this lower level. It can be a real pain. Our cats can feel similarly, right? We want them to be available to them wherever they are throughout the house. And I think that's one of the one of the biggest pushbacks I get from clients. Yeah, like my favorite litter box when I had cats was one where they had to jump on top of the litter box and then go through a hole, which they did fine with. But just thinking about those geriatric pets, I don't think they would have been able to do that. Okay, so speaking, that's a perfect segue. Angie, there are so many kinds of litter boxes. I mean, like, like there are litter boxes out there that look like end tables. There's litter boxes out there that look like spaceships and clean. I, I don't even know what goes on inside those things. Like, <laughs> they auto-clean and swish and use, I'm pretty sure, gravity. Um, there are tiny boxes. There are disposable boxes. Like, what kind of litter box is best? Well, I think that's definitely almost an impossible question to answer. There, There isn't one answer that fits for cats. Like if you're a cat owner, you know that uh, your cat is very probably particular, if it's a typical cat, uh, about everything in its life, right? We change our routine, we change their diet, we pay as cat as cat owners. So sometimes being a cat owner takes a lot of experimentation and litter box, per, like perfecting your litter box like routine and your setup definitely takes some trial and error sometimes. Um, So I think that if you try, I always like to tell people, you know, like go basic, go on like the lower end of what you can afford first. Like if you want to try a a traditional, um, 
you know, litter box that's like just an open square rectangular box with some litter or in a liner or something like that, that's fine. Um, see how your cat reacts to that. And that way you have a lot of wiggle room to kind of advance um, as your kind of relationship develops, as your kind of um, likes and dislikes as a pair, you know, you and your cat or cats, uh, you can evolve into getting some of these like fancier systems. I mean, you can spend literally thousands of dollars on, on a litter box and it can clean itself and do all these like fancy things. So I think that if you're unsure, the best way to do it is to start at kind of like a simplistic lower end system and see how you and your cat react. And then you can move up into these kind of more um, like either expensive or just complicated uh, systems for your cat. And some of these, you know, things can take a little bit of like retraining also like your cat is you know genetically wired to kind of use a, a litter box as most of us know for cats if you have a kitten they kind of take on to that pretty easily but some of these newer models and things you know the, your cat needs to be reassured that this is like their newest coolest toilet <laughs> that they can use comfortably I think though I mean when you were talking I was just thinking about how you know like I've been to people's houses they have heated seats and I'm like oh my god it's the coolest thing that was the best bathroom experience I've ever had and like I don't think we even think about how you can have like a quote-unquote good bathroom experience as opposed to I don't know Angie you travel a lot there's lots of countries you can have a terrible bathroom <laughs> experience oh yeah like, where you walk in there's a hole in the floor and you're thinking I wonder uh, how this works yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah we don't want our cats Indeed. to walk in and think I wonder Indeed. how this works. And it's shocking <laughs> if you've ever been like to a country and you're like, I got to go to the bathroom and you go into the bathroom and you cannot figure out how to use the toilet. Like now is not the time. Like, you know, I don't have time to read a manual. Your cat feels the same way. Like when they approach the toilet, like they're like, oh, I know where the toilet is. Wait, I'm going to go down here in the basement underneath this table and I'm going to go pee and I really got to go. And then they're like, what in the actual F is that? Like it looks like a UFO has yes. abducted their traditional square litter box and they really have to go to the bathroom like they might just pee out of fright like it's, right. those things are crazy looking <laughs> they're so crazy looking but i mean like that is the perfect I mean, hysterical and i hope you're like pulling your car over if you're laughing as hard as i am in this moment because that's exactly right like that is not the time to be trying to figure out how to use it and we're, we're going to have an accident in the moment of trying to figure out how to use it so it should absolutely be a change that happens progressively if changes are going to happen i don't know ryan what do you have to say to all that yeah i think that it that's a good good way of thinking about it yeah just make sure that your litter box are deep enough because they do like to dig and bury things um, make sure that the, uh, the sides are high um, so we keep a clean litter box and maybe less litter on the floor. Um, what do you guys think about covered or not covered litter boxes? So I think this is an important thing for kitties because, again, like Angie said, it's it's kind of up to the cat. In general, I find litter boxes to be too small that the kitties can't properly, like, turn all around and, like you said, scratch. So um, we definitely want to make sure that they're big enough. And I find covered litter boxes are, are rarely big enough for what I think would be a very comfortable space for our kitties. I also think you create that sort of, you know, port john experience by having a covered box because they're just so tight and squeezed in there. Um, but I have been the owner of them in the past because I have dogs who think that cat poop is Tootsie Roll treats. <laughs> and it was like a great way of trying to handle that. But but what I ultimately found was it wasn't really that great for my cat. 
Um, and we just ended up putting up baby gates around the places where we have litter boxes so that our dogs can't get in there. So um, for me, I'm going to say no on the covered litter boxes, but I know that there's lots of cats that are perfectly fine with them. What about you, Angie? Yeah, I don't know. I got to agree. I, I got a long hair cat and just like he's my cats are big, like nine kilos big. Um, and it, it, like I like you said, it's just hard to find like a a big enough, you know, area. Like if they had a <laughs> covered cat box with like a three foot high, you know, it end up looking like a phone booth. I feel, I feel like if I built a covered litter box that was appropriate for my cat. Um, but, you know, I just feel, I don't know. And plus it's like another piece to like clean and it's got like stuff in it, you know, on it, on the inside. I don't listen. No, for, it's a no for me. It's gross. I don't, I don't know. If you like it, if your cat is cool about it, maybe if you got one of those cute tiny cats, cats you know fine my cats are just like ginormous they the they don't fit in one of those covered you make a good point though because when i did have just one katie she's very petite and that was the litter box we had for her but she is super petite kitty like she's you know i don't know and she might feel more comfortable going in there you know being more guarded you know if you have like a small you know five or six pound cat um they may feel way more comfortable going to the bathroom in a covered kind of larger covered litter box where they feel a little bit more secure where they're kind of being at their most vulnerable um whereas like my big cat would be like how do i even it's like going to the bathroom in the air in the in the plane you're like how do i even turn around in this thing like how am i going to get my pants back on you know that's how i feel like my cats would feel inside there but a tiny little cat might really feel at home you know pooping in the dome cats and pants (laughs) cats and pants well you know Okay, so then that's a good point. Like, let's transition there. What about the toilet? How many times I've totally seen cats using toilets? Is that does that work? I love it. I want if I were to have a cat again, I think for me it's the litter box is the issue, and then also like you said, the dogs wanting to eat the poop. Um, So if I could do it, I would love a cat using a toilet, but it's not really realistic. Some cats will do it, but you can't, like, monitor the frequency of urination very often or the color or anything like that. So I don't know how good of an idea it is. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to watch the videos, but I don't know if realistically if they use it all the time i don't know maybe some people could leave us a message do you have a cat that uses the toilet all the time i don't really know how it works my husband's mostly like i don't want to wait on the cat like (laughs) yeah i have one bathroom if if we have to start adding the cats into the rotation there's i'm in trouble right 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 it is kind of funny to watch i do like the point and i think it is an important (laughs) point to make about not being able to like monitor changes to their urinary health or to their to their feces that part i think is is super valid and i think that concerns me a little bit in terms of using the toilet that being said you know not cleaning litter boxes is everybody's dream right Mm -hmm. indeed all right so let's talk about where i already kind of mentioned this ryan mentioned it we talked about like downstairs hidden from guests um what do we need to think about in terms of placement of litter boxes I remember having a cat come into the clinic once and there was litter box issues. And first of all, just a reminder, you want to make sure that there's no medical issues going on before you assume something's behavior. Yes, so I think going to the vet, getting a urinalysis done, making sure that everything is good there before you consider it behavior. But the, And we did all that. And this one turned out to be a behavior thing. And it was scared of going to the litter box because it was in the laundry room. So when it was in the Aww. litter box one time, the like 
washer started and made a big noise and scared the crap out of the cat. Um, so it <laughs> stopped using that litter, litter box. box. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it, it stopped using that litter box, and of Aww. course, they didn't have enough litter boxes in the house, so it started urinating elsewhere. So I think, like, having it someplace where it's nice and quiet so they can have some privacy is a good idea. Yeah, I, the laundry room is, like, notorious, right? Like, I ask people, where do you keep the litter box? They're like, oh, next to the dryer. And I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't want to be, like, using the bathroom next to something that's, like, banging and clanging and beeping and has, like, sirens next to my head. Um, again, we have a tendency to want to put them out of our spaces where people aren't going to see or smell them. But we tend to put them in places that are actually probably really uncomfortable for our cats. Yeah, and I think away from, like, a food and water source, too, that no one likes to poop and pee where they eat. So keeping them away from a a water or food source is a good idea. Like I said, someplace privacy, that they have some privacy and quiet, a low traffic area. Um, I I think that will help. And then having enough litter boxes for the amount of cats you have. Because some cats also like to urinate in one of them and defecate in the other one. Um, That's my cat. He likes to, to, he likes separate business and separate boxes. Exactly. So just having that extra litter boxes in some place where they feel safe using them is a great idea. Um, I just want to stress, cause I have a mixed, <laughs> we're a mixed blended family here of cats and dogs. So I think, you know, Becky, we've all kind of been touching on it, like to make sure that if you have cats and dogs together, that, um your cats have kind of like a private place away from the dogs like our um dogs are like old so they don't go up and down the stairs so we don't really need baby gates anymore but our cats are like young kind of running up and down the stairs ripping around so they like that their bathroom is like downstairs away from where the dogs can like bother them or terrorize them so they kind of have like their little bachelor pad down there where they kind of feel at home um doing it too and so instead of like a covered litter box we kind of have a tall table where we have the litter boxes like three litter boxes we have two cats um downstairs so they have kind of like a secluded area to go with like a little um covering over the top but it's not actually like a covered litter box and it seems to work really well for them and we don't really have any issues at all in our house ever which is very very good so when you do have issues, what's the first thing that you guys should do? Go to the vet. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you how many people wait on urinary issues because they think, like you said, Ryan, that the cat is kind of being spiteful or, um, you know, just kind of just being a jerk or lapsing in their training. Um, but so many times a cat's, you know, misbehavior, so to speak, in, in with urinary, urination is a cry kind of for help um, in a way that they're kind of having some issue, whether it be stones or a urinary tract infection or um, something like that, where they're just feeling uncomfortable. And uh, that's a dead giveaway to kind of head into the vet and see what's going on before you start making changes at home or, you know, considering, um, you know, that the cat is the problem. Exactly. And then like, what I would do if everything checks out clear is to evaluate how often you're cleaning the litter box. Um, like, I think that the litter box should be scooped at least every day, at least once a day. And then, um, like, deep cleaning once a week or maybe once every two weeks. 
Yeah, I agree. Especially, and this will help too. Like, it, you know, people are like, I don't know about having all these litter boxes around. But to me, um, we have three litter boxes for two cats. And it kind of like really spreads out the cleaning a little bit. You know, if one of them um, gets a little bit dirty, the other two are usually pretty clean. Or, you know, it kind of spreads out the cleaning a little bit for us. Um, you know, scooping daily and then doing the deep clean or rotating um, out clean litter or, you know, whatever kind of systems that you're using. I think really can be cut down and and cut down on your daily or kind of weekly investment, actually, the more litter boxes you have. I, I love the you know, I think that's where my clients are like, what is that deep clean part? Like, we have to scoop every day. I can't believe how many people don't scoop every day. And I just think to myself, like, you flush every time you go. Like, can you imagine just letting things sit there all day, you know, and only flushing once a day? Mm-hmm. There's no way we would do that. And that's kind of what we do to our cats when we don't regularly clean their box. Um, and I'm I'm constantly shocked at how often that seems to be the case with clients. So at least once a day, I totally agree. But, like, what does that total change out look, out look like? Like, how often should they be switching out? Like you said, it's kind of particular. But, I mean, is that like a once a week, once a month, once a quarter? How do we switch it out? I think once a week if you have multiple cats, uh, especially if you're not going to do the extra litter box, um, which is like removing all of the litter, any kind of liner situation, right? Um, and using like a really good, kind, uh, of course, pet-friendly type uh, antibacterial product to kind of like soak and clean uh, the inside and outside of the boxes. And then, of course, like drying them, letting them to dry thoroughly and then, you know, putting fresh uh, you know, if you have a liner and whatever litter kind of products you're using, um, checking out your, you know, filters. If you have like a air filter or any kind of, you know, filtration kind of system for your contraption, then you want to also be checking that probably less frequently than weekly. But, um, I think, you know, every, every other week or every few weeks, you know, as, as you kind of see fit, depending on the use that your boxes are seeing. Anything, Ryan? I, I actually have to say, um, we're not. I, I I use the Purina Breeze system. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Um, we're not sponsored by Purina. I, you know, um, welcome to be. But this thing, I love it so much. Now, like you said, Angie, my cats are really not picky. Like they'll go in pretty much whatever I put down. The thing that I've heard from some people is that the. Um, pellets are uh, their cats don't like the pellets but it and because they are kind of hard but Mm -hmm. the breeze system is like a pelleted system where there's pads on the bottom so the urine falls through and it's collected on a pad and um then the poop is dehydrated by the pellets so it really helps with the smell there's not like a you know like the dusty stuff from like the clumping litter and very little tracking with the the little pellets I personally adore this system, but it's not for all cats. Um, it's not for everybody. I know that. But I have to say I really enjoy that system. And, like, the urine completely falls through. And I can see it on a little white pad. So if there was blood in the urine or anything that I didn't really like, I'm able to be pretty aware of it. Um so I have to say I really like that system. I think it's pretty unique. I have some people who do use that spaceship-looking self-cleaner, and their cats are very well adapted to it and do fine. Um, I think, like, the bottom line we've all talked about is it is kind of personal. It's, it's different to each cat. It's what each cat likes. 
and um, but you know notoriously we're doing it wrong and so hopefully um, there's been some tips and tricks along the way here that you can you know adjust your cat's litter box life so that they feel a little bit happier and you know it's all just part of keeping them happy and and healthy as we go right guys yeah definitely and I think just just remember that if there's a litter box issue make sure to check in with your vet have you guys heard about Pretty Litter? Do you know that um, that brand that actually like changes colors if there's health issues with the cats? No, I actually didn't. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah there's a, a cool brand called, also not sponsored by, uh, Pretty Litter that I've, I've worked with with um, Base Paws. And so they, it is a pH-based color change in the litter. There's, so <laughs> there's like crystals. And if there's concern of blood in the urine or if there's an abnormal pH, there's actually cat color changes in the litter. Um, so Pretty Litter is actually a, a really neat thing, especially for That's people cool. who have ongoing concerns with their cats, maybe crystals, maybe blockages, things like that. Um, also overseas, it hasn't been released in the U.S. yet, but I'm very excited about this is a product that has is a um, like an app-based product that's going to be very interactive. So you'll be able to tell how frequently your cat is in and out of the box. It will even be able to take pictures of what's left behind in the box. For some people, this is overkill, right? But like for the people who know that litter box issues are, are in litter box is a full-on information to how your cat's doing, right? Um, if you have a male cat and you're at work all day and your cat is going in and out of the litter box and he's straining, this is a medical emergency. We know that, right? I would leave work and go home and get my cat. So there's actually things in the market that are, are coming around that are going to help give us more warning and more time when our, our cats maybe do have urinary issues. So I'm excited for some of the things coming down the line. That is really exciting. I think that's like a perfect use for technology um, where things are only going to get better. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're learning how important it is. Exactly. All right, guys, we want to see pictures of your litter box. I know that sounds crazy, but show us your <laughs> amazing setup. Show us how Please you keep your cats healthy and <laughs> clean, <laughs> healthy, and happy litter boxes. Uh, you can show them to us on social media. You can find our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram at Making Sense of Pets. Check out our website at makingsenseofpets.com. And you can always email us at makingsenseofpets at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow, subscribe, comment, and of course, give us that five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. Peace out. Bye. Your box is clean. Oh, Lord. (laughs) 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 But also still, it's pandemic, people. Keep your box clean.